podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 100 or 106 of GigPod, the Glasgow's Green Podcast. I am Rizzo hosting this episode and I'm joined this week by Spunkphone. How you doing, mate? Not too bad, John. Not too bad. Hello to wonderful listeners. Um, great to be talking with your good self, obviously, on this fine, uh, fine Monday, which is, of course, the day after Sunday. To any <laughs> listeners out there who can obviously... <laughs> to any of the listeners out there who can obviously hear my voice, maybe isn't it? It's... Uh, Usual sort of tone. I'm currently battling with the common cold. Um, but as bad old Lenny said, when uh, that Morton manager, James Jim Duffy, squared up to him, I'm not going to back down. So great to be here, John. Now, are you sure it's the cold just? Are you sure it's not uh, the evil COVID? I have done multiple uh, home tests, John, but it is not the beautiful Omicron variant. It is just the, the common cold that I'm battling with at the moment. Oh, well, naturally, obviously, all listeners and myself will all send you best wishes as you, you battle that terrible disease. But enough about colds and all that. Let's talk about Celtic. Hurry. The Celtic machine rolls on, and on Saturday, we hammered St. Johnson's 7-0 in one of our best performances of the season. Uh, Spunkphone, did you manage to attend the game, or were you laid down by the cold and you couldn't go? I was sadly bedridden on Saturday, John, um, but I did watch it on the Pass to Paradise. Um, I've been using my mates for the last couple of years now, so I've been getting it free of charge. Be careful, actually, nobody for the clubs might be listening to this, then they'll block my IP address or something like that. But no, I was I was sadly laid up in bed. Um, did, did you get along the game, John? I did. And, uh, no, unfortunately, I didn't oh, sorry, stand with our dear leader, Stevie, who was in the standing section. Would you believe we uh, gig pod guest and 67 Hail Hail uh, video chief Hamish Detourian were sitting in amongst the standing section and I pity Stevie's not on this episode to uh, tell you what happened there, but I'm sure he talked about it on the 67 Hail Hail video he made after the game. But yes, I was there sitting in the very back row, the, the lower tier, and it was a good seat, especially in the first half, so I could see the goals fly in and it was just a sensational, phenomenal all the words you want to use, Celtic performance. I mean, a highest league scoring victory since we beat St. Johnson 7 nothing in the first game of the 2019-20 season, away back in August of 2019. That was a pretty memorable game, but this one's even better because of the circumstances it was in. We had to back up the victory at Ibrox, and we did, and we ended the week probably in a stronger position. I mean, Rangers made a one yesterday, but we extended our goal difference lead by three, and at this moment in time, just picking up the wins is all you can ask for. And it's even better when you can go and give teams a hammering in the process. So, Spunkphone, who were you most impressed by in the game on Saturday? I think it'll be the same answer as um, as everyone else, John. I mean, don't get me wrong, the players to a man were sensational. But DM, as you've christened them on this very podcast, uh, Dyson Maeda was 
incredible. I mean, the guy is absolutely relentless. You saw that at Ibrox last week. You and Stevie were um, waxing lyrical about him on that particular uh, review pod. And he was just unbelievable again yesterday. Um, just never stopped. And what an athlete, what a player. And yeah, I, I, I thought he was absolutely sensational. As I say, to a man, brilliant, blew St. Johnston away. But um, if I had to, to pick one individual, John, it, it would certainly be him. Well, I'd agree with you. He'd been my top three for the game. It'd be him, Matt O'Reilly, who I thought was absolutely excellent when he came on. I mean, his first goal was a good one, the way he managed to get the header in. But that second goal was when I say his goals of the season, the way he just blasted in the top corner. It was an excellent, excellent goal. And Rio Hitati, I thought he was very good. I mean, I think he's been up and down this season. He had that ridiculously good start, which I think will be very difficult for him to live up, up to. He saw an off the boil a wee bit. But I thought on Saturday was his best game in a while. He was looking to get forward all the time. Like He scored that first goal after good work by unsung hero Greg Taylor who set it up and they won the penalty as well for the for the fourth goal so I thought he was excellent as well there wasn't really any figures on the everybody played well as I think the only sort of blot in the landscape was big GG getting injured after scoring yet another goal we'll maybe come on to that a wee bit more in a minute but for me probably the highlight of the game and probably this was the biggest noise of the day was Kyogo's return I mean, everybody was extremely hyped up about his comeback. And I thought he played well. He was unlucky not to score. That pass that he set uh, that long ball he did to direct message to set up a badder for his goal was absolutely fantastic. That was just sheer class. And the fact that he can do that and still get forward and create chances when you only look 15 minutes of football, first 15 minutes of football in a year, is really impressive. And I know Ange says after the game, He's not going to start on Sunday, but I think that might be mind games. What do you think? I think Ange's preference would have been to Viakimakis start next weekend, and, and Kyogo obviously is an option off the bench, but it might maybe force his hands slightly now if, if Yakimakis isn't able to make that game or, or isn't fit enough to start. I still think he could possibly go with... Uh, with Dyson through the middle, perhaps, and, and maybe a bad and Jota on the on the flanks, but we'll wait and see. I, I suppose it really depends now on what the the damage is to to Yakimakis. Fingers crossed that it's not anything too seriously. But as we know, if it's a muscle or a soft tissue injury, you know, it could possibly even be his his season up, unfortunately. But fingers crossed. I'm sure everyone at, at Gigpod HQ um, will keep him in our thoughts and our prayers and. Um, yeah, hopefully he's he's fit for Sunday because he's been in remarkable form for us as as of late. It might possibly be a bit too early to, to expect Kyogo to obviously come in and play a, a full ninety minutes, but you know, all the front players at the moment are, are fit and firing. Barring obviously Yakimakis has has gone off at the weekend there. So Ange has no shortage of options there and I'm sure whatever he decides to do next Sunday, whether his hand's forced or no, I'm sure it'll be the right call because um, of late, he's, he's not got much wrong. That wouldn't surprise me really if it was uh, Dyson up front because that's what happened on Saturday. He went through the middle when uh, Jackie Marcus went off and he done well. I mean, I know it'll be a sterner test when he faces Rangers, but the fa- I think the fact that he'll be full of running and he'll not give the Rangers defenders a minute, I think that might play a big part in the team that Ange picks for the game. I mean, we don't want to talk about that really in depth because we're going to do a preview pod, but I would imagine it'll be 
direct message up front on his own with Abada and Jota on the wings, and I thought Abada played well. The other day, really should have scored another goal when he blasted over the bar. He should have set up Kyogo. But, I mean, he's scored for the first time in a few months, so I think his confidence will be high again. So, I, with five games to go then, we're six points clear still. Our goal difference advantage is huge, and I know that people... And then we were going on when we were out there all night, me and our dear leader, that we're going to win the league. But Silicon will be thinking that. I mean, Ange and the players won't be thinking about that. I think they'll just be taking it one game at a time and they'll just be concentrating on Sunday. They'll not even be thinking about the league. I mean, the league, I mean, it's okay for the fans to do that. But no, I think the players will be not even thinking about being champions yet. Yeah, no, I think all focus will be on the the game next Sunday. It is that old kind of cliche, but they will just take it one game at a time, and that goes for the league and then obviously the potential treble that we're now going for. I mean, who'd have thought, Rizzo, when you and I were sat here doing the the review pod after the defeat at Tynecastle on the opening day, that um, you know we'd be seven games away from not just a league title but a potential treble as well. It's it's remarkable the turnaround that, that that's gone on at the club in the last less than twelve months since Ange was appointed. And yeah, I think all focus will just be on next Sunday. It's a massive, massive game. Obviously, as you say, we'll do the the preview to that during the week, and and I think. Um, you know, for Rangers domestically, really, their season kind of hinges on next Sunday as well. So it'll be a blockbuster extravaganza at Hampton, uh, Hampton Park, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I think all focus from the players will just be on the, the Cup semi next weekend now. And then they'll obviously divert attention back to the league um, once that's out of the way. It will be a blockbuster game. And if any of the wonderful gig pod uh, listeners have got a spare ticket, uh, give me a shout and I'll reimburse you what it costs. <laughs> no, but so after the after the uh the win against St Johnson we had to wait, of course, for the post split fixtures to come out and as usual the SPFL took their time and no doubt were humming and hawing about the games when they announced them. But a couple of hours ago the post split fixtures were finally announced and I'll just read them out to you. So we're away in Ross County on Sunday, April the 24th, with a 2.30 kickoff. Then we're at home to Rangers on the first Sunday, the 1st of May, a 12, 12 o'clock kickoff. Then at home to Hearts on Saturday the 7th of May, again a 12 o'clock kickoff. Then we're away to Dungeon United on Wednesday the 11th of May, we're at 7.30 kickoff. And finally, we're at home in Motherwell on the 14th of May, at uh, 12.15 kickoff, and I have to have a quick whine about that first because I'm going to my cousin's wedding and I'm going to miss it. So Celtic, please get the League 1 before the final day because if I'm stuck at a wedding in Edinburgh and I can't hear really what's happening with Celtic and I'll, I'll last day decide it's going to be a nightmare. So Celtic, get the League 1 before then. Thank you. Spunkphone, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the post-split fixtures? John, if worst comes to worst, just fake that you've got COVID. Um, that's certainly what I would do in that situation. As a wonderful family man, I could I could never do that. As a, as a devout family man, I could never do that. Well, I might. And actually, the the I won't obviously go into personal details here, but the bride's uh, groom, my uncle, is a massive Celtic fan, so I don't know what he'll be saying about it. But anyway, enough about me and my life. Spunk phone. Let's go to the far more interesting post-split fixture. So, your thoughts. Well, I was actually slightly surprised at the order um, because obviously there'd been a lot of chat that Rangers was going to be the the first game, and obviously with it being the second one in there, it does mean there is a a realistic possibility that you know if we were to win our first game post split, 
and they were to drop any points that, you know, we could possibly win the league against them at Celtic Park. And even if that isn't the case, we can, you know, all butt clinch it that day if, if you know, we keep winning between now and then and, and they do as well. Obviously, all five games are on the telly, which is, is great. I was a bit surprised that Sky have, have chosen not to show their last game of the season. I think they're away at Hearts. They did say, they did put at the end of the, on the SPFL website, they said at the bottom of the Sky can choose more games still. Because I think, I see now that they've still got loads of games that have not used up yet. I think it was on 67 Hill Hill. So they are one of their last games, if they're still a title race, which please God there isn't. Uh, they could put a game on. And I think they can also, because I think they can also, and this has nothing to do with Celtic, I think they can put games for the bottom six on as well, because the first game after the split in the bottom six is Dundee St. Johnson. So, and it's not on TV, which seems a bit weird to me. But thank you, Sky, for putting all your games on the telly anyway. A truly wonderful television company that we would never criticise, John. But yeah, I thought that was a bit unusual, to be fair, as well as on the, the final round of fixtures. We're obviously the Saturday, bottom six or then the Sunday. Thought it was strange none of them had been picked for telly, particularly that they're all 12 o'clock kickoffs. but presumably Sky will have their eyes on those. And um, if it does come down to a, a last day decider in terms of the relegation battle with... Mark McGee's wonderful Dundee team scrapped in there, then perhaps they, they could choose to show the games that weekend. But um, that's useful info, John, so thanks for that. I'm, I'm not as well-read as you are, so I just sort of <laughs> took it all at face value. I think I saw earlier that the English Premier League might end on this the, the same weekend on the Sunday as well, but I'm not sure about that. I think that's the reason... I think that's... I've seen that, that may be a reason why that the Celtics' last games are on a Saturday this year. Although I think our last game last season was on a Saturday, but I've completely blocked that in my memory and I don't even know who we played. It might have been Hibs away. Ah, it was Hibs at Easter Road. I, don't, I didn't even watch it. That's how uh, <laughs> down I was about Celtic. But uh, No, I'm sure that was on the Saturday. And I'm just checking here and... Oh no, it's wrong. The English Premier League finishes a week later. I will, so I, I don't really know what Sky are thinking about then. Bad, like, no shown games in the last weekend apart from us and maybe Rangers. But no, I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll all be very tense games. I don't know, I'm slightly relieved that we're not playing Rangers two weeks in a row because they're just their games are just too uh, too exhausting, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think so. As I say, I was just a wee bit surprised because all the, the kind of chat since, uh, since the weekend uh, on Saturday when the, the top six was obviously cemented um, was that it was going to be the first game after the split. But no, I, I kind of agree with yourself there as well. I'm relieved that we're not playing them two weekends in a row and as I say, there's a, a slight chance that we could possibly seal the league or, or at least all but seal it that day. So no, that'll be that'll be something to look forward to, hopefully. I if we beat Ross County, which I think will probably be a hard game, and they're at Motherwell before us. We're both away from home. They're playing at half twelve. We're playing at twelve, we're playing at half two, both live in sky. Very strange. But if we win that and then if we beat them a week later, we'd be nine points ahead with nine points available. And, I mean, that'd practically be it. I mean, we could all but win the league against Hearts at 12 o'clock on the Saturday and the 7th of May. That'd be, a, that'd be a fun day and I'd get to see the game as well. So, here's hoping that happens. I don't really want it. If we win it, they win it away on a Wednesday night at Tarry's. Uh, although, we would probably still celebrate wildly. <laughs> no, what do you actually make a wee... Uh, non-Celtic thing here. What do you make of the, the top six and the fact that there's some big teams not in it? I mean, 
Hibs aren't in it. Aberdeen aren't in it. I can understand Hibs not been in it because I think they've been pretty ropey since Maloney came in and I really think that they'll get hammered off hearts in the semi-final on Saturday. But I mean, Aberdeen, all they, all they, they had to beat Ross County at home and they couldn't do that. I mean, no disrespect to Ross County who'll give us a hard game, no doubt, in a couple of weeks. But I mean, Aberdeen, they must be embarrassed about this season. Same with Hibs, I suppose, as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's been an absolute shambles this season for Aberdeen and Hibs to a slightly lesser extent. My big shock, really, and I was kind of relieved they'd made it in, and, and hopefully this obviously doesn't come back to bite me, but was Motherwell. I was relieved to see them in there, to be honest, because I, I think um, even as, as poor as Hibs have been this season, Livingston also had a, a chance to obviously get into the top six there as well. Really didn't fancy playing either of them when, when there's so much at stake. Obviously, I, I, I know that Hibs, as you say, have been pretty open and, and inconsistent since Maloney's come in there, but... Um, you know, after the the drop points at Easter Road, I'm relieved that we won't be seeing them again anytime soon. And even though we obviously broke our, uh, our duck at the spaghetti had, um, again, I don't like coming up against Livingston at the best of times. So I was relieved to see they two drop into the, the bottom six. And Aberdeen, obviously, have just been a, an absolute shambles, really, for the past 18 months or so. But I suppose that's what you get when uh, you've got, you know, directors and, and chairman appointing their mates to be manager. <laughs> I know, good job. We never did that. We'd never look appoint a manager on the showers at Hamden. We'd never do anything as as crass and as asinine as that. <laughs> no way. But no, I mean, it is a bit weird when you think about it. Rangers drew twice with Aberdeen this season and they can't even get in the top six. But then I suppose we drew with Hibs and drew twice with Livingston. They're not in the top six, so I suppose it cancels it out. But I was slightly relieved as well about Livingston because I could imagine if we ended up playing them in a must-win game, they'd just put like... 10 men on their own penalty box for practically 80, 90% of the game and just say, try and break that down and that would be not fun to watch. So I'm slightly relieved that they're not in it as well. And like same as you, I wouldn't have liked having to go Easter Road again because even though we won there earlier this season and I only saw the last 20 minutes of that game at Easter Road a couple of months ago, Stevie did say it was an absolute terrible game and we were crap. So I'm relieved on not playing them either. But no, so there's a lot really to get excited and uh, hyped up about in the next sort of five to six weeks as Celtic try and win an unlikely treble. And of course, we'll be talking about the game against Rangers in depth when we do the preview. And no doubt we'll be doing a podcast next, probably Monday, I'd imagine, after the no doubt uh, interesting derby at Hamden. We're two o'clock kickoff. Thank you, Premier Sport. I mean, I wouldn't like an R12 o'clock kick if that's too early. like to get something, a brief sandwich before you start drinking copious amounts of beer. We better, I better talk about going to the pub with our dear leader. So I went to McCool's, or McCall's, whatever way you pronounce it, with our dear leader after the game. And we went with Dellers, who I know is a friend of yours as well. And you did briefly come up with a conversation. You'll be delighted to hear. I prefer the term business associate, John, but I'm, I'm wondering what this chat would have been about. It was about the fact that I've never seen what you look like, and they have. We'll just need to be mysterious to each other when, until we finally meet, and I'll just walk past you, and I'll think, who's that guy? So <laughs> that was practically it, and then the rest was took up by various escapades that are too, too ridiculous to talk about, but it was sensational as ever. You go to Public Stevie, and good to meet Dells as well, who I know listens to this podcast, so hello Dells, if you're listening Bunk phone, 
Tell everybody where they can find you on social media and thank you for being on this week's episode. John, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you very much for having me. Um, the listeners can find me on Twitter at super underscore spunk. Um, remarkably, I think that's about four months I've had that account now without being banned, so that's sensational. Um, but yeah, that's where the listeners can find me. And as I say, it's always a pleasure chatting with yourself, particularly when Celtic have been as, as rampant as they were at the weekend. Yep, thank you, brother. And sensationally enough, Spunk Phone is far more sensible on here than he is on Twitter. But no time for the GigPod plugs. You can find Stevie on Twitter at GigPod, where he has his great partner. And now the Instagram, we've changed up the Instagram a bit. It's still at GigPod, but it's not the 60 second match reviews anymore. Stevie's decided that he's going to do longer videos. Like he put one up, I think, yesterday that was about five, five to six minutes long. And what a treat that is for everybody getting to watch Stevie talk about Celtic for about six minutes. So I'm sure he'll be doing like stuff this week on the Instagram channel. And I think we're going to be having a competition soon as well to give away phone covers. Uh, you've seen them, Spunk Phone, they look pretty sensational, don't they? I don't really want to give them away, to be honest, but a promise is a promise, and sadly we will have to shift them on to our wonderful listeners. But no, they look they look great. So thanks very much to the the good foot, eh, good folks, I should say, over at Tech Tech Accessories. Yep, a wonderful company. Thank you to them, and Steve, you'll no doubt have more details on the competition eh, this week. But we'll be back eh, later on this week with a preview of the derby and. We'll give our predictions as well, and hopefully I get it right. Again, hopefully this time, when I'm watching the game, I'm not spending the entire second half with my head in my hands in panic. Hopefully it's a comfortable win, but we'll talk about that later. And you can catch us on all the usual podcast platforms. You know where by now. Thanks, everybody, for your unwavering support. We had a lot of downloads our last week's episode after we beat Rangers, and hopefully we'll get lots more content with Celtic celebrations coming up over the next month as we go to try and win the treble which this Celtic team are more than capable of but one game at a time that's all we'll see so thanks everybody for listening we'll be back later in the week with the cup semi-final preview and hail hail Podcast Network.